Welcome to Awaken and Rise, the podcast. I'm Ashley, a spiritual mindset coach passionate about all things spirituality, manifestation, energetics, mindset, human design, and so much more. My mission is to guide you to know yourself on a deep soul level, help you to energetically upgrade to manifest your deepest desires, to uplevel your mindset, and to expand your spirituality. Join me on this journey to awaken and rise. Hi, hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to be here today. I've got a couple of good episodes coming up that I've planned. I usually record two episodes in a day and, and I feel like the two that are about to come out are just really exciting. So yeah, I'm excited to get into them. If I sound a bit different, I am currently sick, which I feel like I'm never really sick. I don't really get sick. And it's really interesting actually. So basically everyone around me at the moment is sick and like it's winter. It makes sense. I feel like there's just something going on and nearly every single person around me is sick. And I was bragging literally the other day. I was like, wow, everyone around me is sick, but I have a really good immune system. I'm really healthy. Like I just don't get sick and I haven't got it. Like this is so amazing. It's because I'm taking so many like supplements and I'm working on my health and, you know, I've been in the sun and like all this stuff. Anyway, I was literally telling multiple people this one day that I was like, I'm so healthy. I'm not sick. And then the next day I literally, actually it was that night I went out to a band gig and when I was out, my throat started hurting and I was like, okay, no, maybe it's just because I'm singing along to the music. And lo and behold, I woke up the next morning with an extremely sore throat and that was yesterday. So I woke up sick and it's funny because I was telling my housemate who I live with and she and me as well are very much into the mindset of energetics and if you say you can talk yourself into things right so if you say that you're sick you are sick if you say that you're not sick you're not sick kind of thing and I know it's not as black as white black and white as that however it's so funny that I was literally 100,000% healthy and then within a couple of hours I shifted my mindset and I was like oh I'm having a late night I'm probably gonna get sick because everyone else around me is sick and then lo and behold I wake up literally sick with zero symptoms a couple of hours before so it's almost like I embedded this belief into my subconscious that I was like I am sick or I'm at risk of getting sick and then I was sick so yesterday I spent the whole day basically on the lounge binge watching TV shows. (laughs) I really prioritized rest, which is something that I actually find really challenging. And I don't know if you can relate if you're also somewhat of a workaholic or have a lot of like hard work ethic sort of stuff inbuilt into you like I do, but I can really find it challenging to sit down and do nothing for a whole day. Um, I can get really agitated and bored and I feel a lot of guilt. Like I should be working and it's always should words, right? And for those who are familiar with the podcast, you'll know that I have actually removed the word should from my vocabulary, even though I've just said it three times in a row, but it was that should energy that was coming up for me, it was like, oh, I really have these things to do. Like I need to prioritize that. You know, I can really push myself, even though my body was screaming for just one day of rest. Anyway, I actually ended up resting basically the entire day. And I felt like, I felt really sick. I was like, I think I've got something really bad right now. And I woke up this morning 
And I'm actually probably like 80% better, which is so amazing. And I actually have the belief now that I'm healed, I'm better. My roommate was telling me she was like, to say the affirmations, I am healed, I am healthy. And it's funny because I know all that, but it's sometimes really helpful to have somebody reflect that back to you and remind you that that's your belief as well. And so, yeah, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, this has actually worked. I feel almost 100% again. So I had this like 24 hour head cold for a bit, but I'm definitely on the mend. And anyway, that's my that's my weekend. That's kind of what's happened to me over the past couple of days. Today's episode is going to be a Q&A. So I put up a question box this morning on my Instagram um, of any questions that anybody wanted to ask or were curious about or just wanted my opinion on something. And I've got a couple that have come through already, which is really cool. Um, but before that, I want to do a quick little card pull. And I feel like I do these periodically and I get really good feedback from people. I feel like you guys love this. So I've already pre-pulled three different cards at random, whichever ones wanted to come out. And I have card A, card B and card C. So I want you to, wherever you are, maybe you can shut your eyes. Maybe you can just take a few deep breaths and I want you to use your intuition here. So which number or letter I, I could say, which letter is really speaking to you? Is it the first card? Is it the second card? Or is it the third card? Is it A, B, or C? And I'm not going to give you much time to fill into this because I feel like it's the ex- the first one that comes to you is the exact one that is meant for you. So I'm going to go straight into if you pulled card A, you got the card, take a break. It says a life's work, not a season, get off the treadmill. And what I'm getting from this is maybe you have just finished a project. I'm kind of seeing like two stepping stones and it's like you've just taken, you've just finished the first stepping stone and you're just about to take the leap into the second one, but you have this period in between of like this rest sort of period. And maybe you're feeling like you need to step straight into the next thing. Maybe you need to start the new project, start the, the new thing and and have this new beginning. However, I think for now it's feeling really clear that you need to take a break and to really rest and recharge before you start this new project or you start this new thing or you step into this new energy. Because again, like the card says, it's a life's work. It's not just a season and you need to bring like sustainability in your energy into this. If you're just on this treadmill sort of energy of like, go, 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 what's next, what's next, what's next, you're always going to be chasing your, you're going to, you're going to burn out basically. So for now, know that this next thing that you're, you're chasing is going to come. However, how can you, and it's ironic because this is kind of exactly what I was speaking about with myself over the weekend. How can you sit there and how can you rest and how can you recharge And it doesn't mean you have to spend a whole day on the lounge and binge watch TV shows. However, how can you celebrate how far you have come and actually like be in the energy of what you've just achieved or what you've just done? And now how can you take time out of just trying to jump to the next thing? How can you actually be with yourself? How can you do things that light you up, that can recharge you and that can fill you up again? So then you have the energy and the clarity to then take the next step into the next thing. So this could look like, you know, maybe you've just gotten out of a relationship instead of getting straight back into the dating pool. Why don't you take some time for yourself, take a break, take a time out to recharge and reset yourself before you do that next thing. So this card, I guess, is telling you to stop and to 
take a break before you step into the next thing. Okay, card number two. So card B is called mirror and it's saying who or what is triggering you. So I feel like for this, maybe you've got somebody in your life that's triggering you. Maybe you've got something that's kind of come up that is feeling a little bit conflicting in your life. It could be a person, it could be a thing, it could be a situation. I feel like there's something that is going on at the moment that is triggering you in some way. And I always say that your triggers are one, they're a mirror of what's going on in your own internal world. They're a trigger for for yourself. It's like putting a mirror up to yourself and whatever you see in this person or place or thing or whatever that you don't like about this person or that's annoying you about this person, it's because that aspect of yourself is you don't accept that part of yourself or you don't allow yourself to be that type of person. So for example, if somebody um, that is really triggering you because they are super like loud or opinionated, it's usually because you don't allow yourself to be loud or opinionated or take up space. And you've been conditioned to believe that you need to stay small and not have an opinion on things or not share your opinion on things um, because you don't want to be seen as like too much or annoying or anything like that, which is a whole, honestly, a whole nother episode or course in itself, to be honest. However, whatever you can think of that is being that, that triggering sort of energy, whatever is like, yeah, triggering you at the moment, How can you, instead of leaning into that judgment or that shaming of that other person or place or thing or whatever it is, how can you look look at yourself and how can you do the deep internal work? How can you do the shadow work? How can you look at why this is triggering you and what it's trying to tell you about yourself as well? How can you use this to your advantage to grow and how can you work on yourself through this trigger? So that is what I'm feeling for this card. Now, the last card, card number C um, or number three is the card of initiation. So it's saying there's a rite of passage here and you're about to cross, cross the threshold. Sorry. And this card for me, I pull this card all the time. This really gives me a big confirmation that you're going through a massive level up. You're being initiated. You're being tested in some way. It's it's a universe bringing you tests to see if you will go back into your old ways or if you've actually learned your lessons and you're ready to move on into the next level in your life. You're about to level up. You're about to cross this threshold. You're about to go through this rite of passage and celebrating that as well. So if you feel like, you know, the world is against you right now, if you feel like there's a lot of change going on, if you feel like you're being tested in some way, know that it is a test and Whichever way you look at this, which like I actually did a a reel on this the other day. It's like, how can you see every problem as just an initiation into allowing you to grow and change and evolve and level up in your life? So instead of really going into that victim mentality when something goes like quote unquote wrong, how can you see it as a test of growth and how can you grow from this quote unquote challenge? rather than spiral into the victim mentality, that is, you know, that is going to ensure that you stay on the same level as you are now. However, this challenge is testing you to see if it's, if you're actually going to take the correct actions and the more aligned actions and the actions of your higher self in order to grow and really level up. So know that this is happening for you, not to you, and it'll be worth it. 
and this is all happening for your highest good. So I hope whichever card that you got, um, it helped you and you received a message that was relevant for you. I love doing card readings. I feel like they always tell me something that I need to hear at the time. And it's almost that that little like kick up the butt or a motivational sort of thing, or even just reassurance that you're on the right path. So I hope you enjoyed that. Now let's get on to the rest of the episode, which is my Q&A. So the first question that I got was, do I have any new masterclasses planned? And the short answer is no, but also kind of yes at the same time. Behind the scenes, I've been going through a big sort of restructure of where I want this business to go and how I want it to look like and show up and evolve. And it is very early days, so I won't share too much too soon. However, I do have some really exciting things planned in the pipelines. Um, and I would definitely say they will manifest before the, the end of the year. I would say in the probably the next couple of months. And it is similar energy to a masterclass. However, I don't have any sort of particular masterclasses planned in the new future. I'm definitely open to them in the future. However, I'm taking kind of more of a pivot um, in the type of content that I want to share and the type of way that I want to share my content as well. So short answer, no, but I think it's something better personally, which I am just really, really excited to explore and yeah, it's something that I'm really excited about. So stay tuned for that one. Next question is a fun light one. What TV show are you watching right now? And it's so funny because as I said yesterday, I spent the whole day just binge watching TV shows. And one thing to know about me is everyone always asks me like, oh, have you seen this movie or are you into this movie or whatever? And I'm really not a movie person, to be completely honest. Movies just, I think they bore me. I don't know what it is about them. And it's not every movie, but I just feel like I'm definitely more of a TV show person. Like you name a TV show, I've probably seen it, to be honest. And at the moment, me and my housemate are watching Love Island, which is so not me. However, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I feel like it's really light. It's something to look forward to. It's not too heavy. You don't really have to pay a whole lot of attention. And it's very entertaining as well. So that's something that we're currently watching. Um, and yesterday I actually watched or started rather, I love like anything romance, anything really light and not too dramatic. I just love a cheesy sort of rom-com energy, but in a TV show. And I started the summer I turned pretty, but season two, cause I've already watched season one that came out the other day. So I binge watched, um, all three episodes that were available. And then I also started Daisy Jones and the six, which is I mean, both of those shows are actually books that have been turned into TV shows. I actually haven't read either of them. And Daisy Jones and the Six is interesting so far. I'm not like obsessed with it. I definitely like the other show better, but it was good. However, I feel like I need a, a ban from TV shows for a bit. I just feel like I really just went for it yesterday and watched TV basically all day. And by the end of it, I was just sick of it and bored and like itching to do something else. So I feel like I won't be watching those shows anytime soon, but that is the current TV shows that we're watching. Oh, and also it's funny. I don't know if you relate, but I have different TV shows with different people. So when different like family members or friends come over, we have a show that we watch kind of thing in the background. And when my housemate's sister comes over, we all watch the Vampire Diaries together because she's never seen that, which is really fun. 
I love that show. And when her boyfriend comes over, we watch Game of Thrones. So we're rewatching that one. Um, I think that's all for TV shows. I feel like that makes me sound like all I do is watch TV, which is definitely not true. But yes, they're all the shows that I'm watching currently. Okay, next one is kind of a little bit more advice. So this person's written in saying that they're really drained by people. I'll just read it actually. So I'm getting so drained by people. I feel like I need to help everyone because I feel for them so deeply. Help. This one is so common. And interestingly, Interestingly enough, I feel like I know a few people at the moment going through this as well. So it's definitely in the collective and it's definitely very much an empath thing of like feeling your feelings deeper than what that person's actually feeling. And really, I guess, being consumed with the thoughts of like helping them and feeling like you can't detach from their energy as well, or feeling like you're leaving a conversation more drained than you did when you first arrived. So there's a few different ways that I would look at this. Number one, if you're feeling like you need to help everyone because you want to help them, first of all, I think that's a really beautiful thing. The fact that you feel so deeply, the fact that you care and that you just want to help these people, I think that's a really beautiful quality. However, it's not sustainable. And if you're spending all of your energy or using all of your energy on trying to help other people, you have no energy left for yourself. So That would be the first thing, just being aware of where you're giving too much energy to other people and how it's kind of robbing you of your own energy. Number two is, and I used to very much be guilty of this as well, and I was actually chatting to a friend about this the other day, that I used to be in the mindset of thinking that I can help every person, that I have all the solutions to every you know problem that this person has and I know exactly what to do to fix them. And I would just go into this fixer sort of mentality or this like helper sort of energy rather than just allowing this person to have their own experience and to have their own journey and learn their own lessons for themselves. Whereas before I was like trying to learn the lessons for them or trying to teach the lessons for them as well. And ever since I started doing this, ever since I detached and I actually allowed, you know, people to have their own journey and learn their own lessons in their own time, it's taken so much pressure off of myself that I had, even though I can clearly see what this person needs to do to to help their problem or fix their problem. They're actually not going to learn anything if you go in and do it yourself or do it for them. And I know I preach this all the time, but we as souls have incarnated to uh, to learn so many of our own lessons and just to learn so many you know different experiences and experience different experiences and to learn and grow and evolve so if you're trying to help everyone and you know teach them lessons and kind of fix them and save them they're actually not learning their own lessons so their soul isn't evolving or growing to the extent that it wants to because you're in there trying to micromanage and to try and, you know, not allow them to feel, you know, the pain as much or whatever it is. However, it's in those moments, it's in those challenging moments is when we actually learn and grow and evolve the the biggest, the most. So it's like, where are you robbing someone from their own experience that their soul has signed up for just because you can't handle the fact that they may be uncomfortable or in pain or are suffering in some way. So that is like a really big mindset shift that has helped me personally as well. And if that doesn't sit well with you or it triggers you a little bit, 
and you're not there yet, that's perfectly fine. I probably would have been triggered, you know, years ago as well. However, people need to learn their own lessons and they need to go through their own life because it's their life. It's not your life. And it's like, where are you focusing your attention on other people and not maybe with something that you need to experience or learn within yourself? Maybe you're trying to avoid feeling a certain way within yourself. So you're distracting yourself by trying to fix other people. So that's another thing. Number three is a way that you can protect your energy and to cleanse yourself from other people. And I have a whole masterclass on this, so I'll touch on a few points, but if you want to learn more, I would definitely check out my masterclass called Clear Channel. And it's all about basically removing everyone else's energy and coming back to yourself. And in that masterclass, I share so many different practical and tangible tips and literally like how to cleanse your energy, a step-by-step guide. So if you're interested, I will pop a little discount on there actually for podcast listeners. I'll pop it in the show notes below. However, I will share a few of my favorite sort of techniques. So number one, I feel like this one can be a bit brutal, but it's also needed. The people that are draining you of your energy that you actually don't feel like you're in are energetic resonance anymore. Maybe you've outgrown them. Maybe you just have nothing in common with them anymore. Maybe you just kind of catch up with them and all they do is complain and that's what's draining you. I would highly recommend, I guess, removing yourself from those relationships if you feel deep down that that's the right thing for you. I know it's easier said than done. However, some relationships are not meant to last forever. And as you, I guess, up level in your life and as you grow and you go through this whole self-development and spiritual awakening journey, people are going to fall off. So if you feel like, you know, people are, particular people are holding you back potentially and they're just draining you and you just feel like they're just sucking all the life out of you, like this sort of energy vampire, maybe sit with the idea of cutting them out of your life or really retracting your energy, maybe hanging out with them less whatever that looks like for you. And then my last tip would be doing some energy cleansing practices. So really detaching from other people's energy at the end of each day. And my favorite way to do this, and this is the way that I teach all of my clients, is the fact that water is super, super cleansing. So every time you're in the shower, which you know is usually at the end of each day, go in with the intention that the water that is, is washing over your body is cleansing off of your aura. It's cleansing anyone else's energy and it's putting it straight down the drain back into the earth. And you're left with your own energy only. And you have this like crystal clear sort of aura around you. I love to do this as well with the soap that I'm using. So I'm kind of like scrubbing off anything else and I'm visualizing the things that I'm letting go of. And then as the water washes over me, it's cleansing my aura and putting anyone else's energy directly down the drain and it's off of me. And that, you know, sounds very simple and, you know, it actually is really simple. However, it is so, so powerful. So don't undermine it. Don't knock it till you try it. Highly recommend that one. And again, if you want to learn any more techniques like that, I've got a whole masterclass on it that goes for like an hour, I think. Clear channel, I'll link it down below. The next question is, what is the best way to heal your feminine energy? And this, I guess, question is very broad and there's so many different avenues that I can take with this. So I will just go down, I guess, a couple of the avenues. And this is something that I have learned in my own experience. So I'll just share via that lens. However, I feel like a lot of the time when we are more in our masculine, which I would say a lot of us, majority of women are, 
because of the world that we've grown up in and the conditioning that we have is very much through this masculine energy lens of like doing and analyzing and giving and providing and like this go, go, go sort of energy of like output rather than receiving. And feminine energy is very much about the receiving and slowing down and being in the fields and not always being productive, which I feel like a lot of people, including myself, can really be challenged with. So even this question in itself, the best way to heal your feminine energy has a very masculine sort of undertone to it because it's like, what practice can I do to make myself more feminine or to, for my feminine energy to be healed? It's, it's like this another thing to do, this another practice to just like put on top of our other practices, which is so funny. So the best way to heal your feminine energy is honestly to not do anything. It's not about, you know, incorporating a five hour meditation practice in the morning or, you know, doing anything extra, doing a a routine, a morning routine that takes up forever. Like it's not about doing more. It's actually about doing less and coming back to your true essence, allowing yourself to open up to receive as well. So whether that's through receiving compliments from other people or receiving like gifts from other people or acts of kindness from other people. And just chilling out and not feeling like you need to go, go, go and do, do, do all of the time. That is a tip that I will give on that one. However, I say this all the time, but that's a whole other podcast in itself. The last question that I have is, it's funny how a lot of these questions are something, things that I have recently like covered or spoken to a client about or a friend about. Um, But the last question is, I have just moved house. What should I do to cleanse it? So I was just giving advice to one of my clients the other day because she just moved house, which is really exciting. And I kind of shared what I did when I moved house at the start of the year. And I'll just share this with you now. So first of all, I saged the house. So before we moved all of our furniture in, actually, it might have been after we moved the furniture in. Regardless, I opened up all of the windows and doors to allow, you know, any energy that's not our own to leave the home. And I went in with a sage stick and basically saged every single room of the house. So I just got the smoke of the smudge sage stick. The smoke from that is super cleansing. So I went around every, you know, corner of the house, corner of each room and did a big cleanse there. And we actually got a few pieces of furniture from the owner of the house that was still in the house that we were using. So I went around and cleansed all of those objects as well, just to really like remove anyone else's energy and put our own energy into the house. So we did that. And then I love to put crystals around the house as well. So I did that. And then above the front door and any of the door entryways, I love to put like protective crystals around them. So I put black tourmaline is my favorite, um, but sort of any black crystal is going to be really protective for you. I put that above the door frame. So you know how there's like a little ledge around like the door frame. I put it on that. Um, And then I also put a selenite stick, a small little selenite stick next to it as well. So anyone that comes through the house is then, you know, cleansed and we're protected from any negative energy or anything from entering the house. Another tip I would say is to not have a welcome mat at the door that says the words like welcome or like come in or anything like that. I've never really had that. However, because having that basically 
allows any energy to enter the space and you're literally giving it permission to come in as well. So if you're into energy and you don't want sort of negative energies or entities to come into the home, I would recommend to not have a welcome mat that says like words on it, like come in or welcome or anything like that. And then the last thing we did was something that I've actually never done before, but it's weird. I could really feel the energy of the house itself or whether it was the land that we're on. I'm not really sure. I can just kind of feel this like energy of the essence of the house, I guess you could call it. And we actually gave the house a name and then we wrote the house a letter as well. So we basically sat down and did kind of like a little ceremony and wrote down all of the things that we, I guess, wanted the house to do for us. So we were like, you know, we're super grateful that we're here. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for allowing the best energy to come into the house and to remove anything that's not the best energy. Um, And then also our intentions for the year that we're going to be living here for. So we just signed a six, I mean, so we signed a 12 month lease. So we really set an intention from, you know, the day that we moved in for that whole year these are the intentions and these are the energies that we want the house to bring for us. So we really wanted to feel like safe and protected in this energy of this house. So we were like protect us from basically anything bad and we want to feel really safe and protected. And then also that we want this year to be our biggest year yet. We want the most abundant sort of energy yet. We only want love and like harmonious relationships and all of the things that we're going to manifest, we really wrote a letter to the house to allow that to happen in this house and to initiate that energy for us this year. And I know that sounds so weird, but it just really allowed like me personally to connect to the energy of the house, almost like she was a person and she's definitely a she. Her name's Tabitha and that's the name that kind of came to us. So we wrote this letter, we folded it up and we've got this beautiful um, mantelpiece around our fireplace. If you've seen on Instagram, I swear every single time I post like any sort of house photos, I get so many messages saying how much they love this house, which is, it's very, very pretty. I must, I must give it that. And there was a tile that's kind of loose on this beautiful mantelpiece. So we popped the letter underneath that tile. So it's like really in the house. And yeah, that's what we did when we moved in. Okay. And that is all the questions that I have. So I will love you and leave you. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.